Today, September 8th, your Buckos take two of three from the Brew Crew this week. Now, four and two in September. They've won three straight series and four out of their last five. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, what's going on? Um, I'm pretty sore still. Yeah? <laughs> How you feeling? I feel good. Good. Got some, you know, little things on my knee that every time I bend over, squat, they rip back open but other than that i'm not really sore i can't sit the way that i normally sit because my right knee is so swollen (laughs) that it doesn't bend all the way that's been fun yeah i bet we're back guys we're back from our weekend trip if you Mm -hmm. guys have been following along we had a big uh it's just like a thing we do every year play a big softball tournament down in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, well, let me see. Let, just, I mean, we're not going to talk about it, right? We finished fourth mm-hmm. place, which is pretty cool. We played yeah. a team from, where did we start out? Uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Michigan, Florida, Michigan, a, a different team from Michigan, and South Carolina, and then Ohio. Ohio. That we finished with two teams from Ohio. Yeah. So anyway, kind of all over the place. Pretty fun tournament. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, I don't remember anything I specifically did to my knee. It is just full of fluid right now. <laughs> hey, I got something new. And uh, if you're audio, you know, you'll just have to listen to the descriptors. But um, if you're on video, you'll get to see them. I got the new Andrew McCutcheon, Funko nice. Pop. Nice. And Key Brian Hayes. Nice. So I got two new Funko Pops to go on my on my stand back behind me. I'll probably put these two right in front of the bobbleheads of each guy. There you go. I think it's Yeah, I was like, I couldn't remember if the McCutcheon one was a bobblehead or not, but the Key Brian one was from this year. So I might just like throw those right in front of there. I don't really know, but pretty excited about those. Nice. Well, I like it. Good. Um, it's still baseball season. Yeah. I just watched a football game. Okay. But it's still baseball season. And the Pirates are still playing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are still ready to listen to us talk about baseball. Pirates played the Brewers this week and took the series. We'll talk a little about a couple minor league pitchers, um, some of the moves that were made this week, kind of do a high level there. Obviously, speaking of the two new Funko Pops that I got, Key Brian Hayes still on fire, and Andrew McCutcheon has an Achilles injury, um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then just a couple little things to touch on uh, towards the end of all this. 
So we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, another man. another late night for us here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Work work schedule's been brutal. So, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, what do you want to do? You want? I mean, the transactions are pretty wild. Let's let's let me kind of go through some of these things, and then you know you can kind of pick one out uh, of this. Miguel Andujar is back in the major leagues and on the Pirates. Cal Mitchell designated for assignment uh, later outrighted, um, which just means that he cleared waivers. Uh, he doesn't have enough service time to decline his assignment, so he's still in the organization, uh, I guess, for now. Uh, Triolo's back up. Uh, Carmen Majinski's been activated. Max Kranich has been activated from the injured list and then, and then optioned to Indy. Um, Johan Ramirez was designated throughout all this storm. He was claimed by the White Sox, no longer with the Pirates. Um, maybe some mixed feelings on that one. Um, selected uh, the contract and called up Hunter Stratton. He made his debut this week against the Brewers. Designated Rob Zestrizny. I uh, haven't heard anything from that. Um, placed Andrew McCutcheon on the 10-day injured list. And Henry Davis will be heading for a rehab stint soon. Anything here sticks out for you? Uh, you know, uh, I think the Cal Mitchell, Cal Mitchell sticks out a little bit and not, not having him claimed is, is nice. It's still nice to have him in the organization. Um, still not sure what we're doing with him. Well, <laughs> yeah, I gotta say that, though, that log jam. Yeah. I gotta yeah. say though, this is a big thing too, because I know that there's been a lot of conversation with us and with other people talking about, um, even I think when it was a DFA, I think you even said, you're not even going to try to trade him. Well, if this doesn't show you that you're not getting anything for Cal Mitchell because people right. could have got him for free and they chose not to. Right. So I think this is kind of the this is kind of the point here is nobody wants him for free. The best you can do with Cal Mitchell is a throw-in type player. I don't think he moves the needle for anything at this point. Mm-mm. Uh and I think that uh, what we just saw was proof of that. Um, and if and if Cal Mitchell's not going to move the needle, then neither is Kanan Smith and Jigba, neither is Joshua Palacios. Like, these guys are not going to move the needle in a trade for anything. So if we say maybe package some of these guys together and, and, and get a pitcher, like, guys, people didn't take him for free. Right. You're not – he's not a part of any kind of trade unless it's just – well, you guys take this guy. Maybe something will spark with you. Sure, whatever. But it's not... They they would have already had the deal done. It's not going to change anything. And that's kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah. Now, granted, he could play better next year, right? He could play better next year, and then you might have something. But you sure, you certainly are not going to have anything that's, that's involving Cal Mitchell this offseason. He's not getting you a first... He should go buy a first baseman's mitt. That's about the extent of it. Yeah, I, some of these, the, 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 it's the four uh, A players, right? Yeah, and I mean, maybe, I guess, maybe, maybe he's just a three A player. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, and I, and he's still young enough that there's still something left to to possibly prove for him. So, um, you know, I. It's good that he's still with us because of the fact that if something does click, he can either 
become something, uh, you know, an asset that we have either in a trade or on the field. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I guess it's just it's just a way to kind of show that it's not something right now. Yeah, where it it changes anything. So the other inter- the other interesting one to me is Andujar, and I I love to bring it up because I love that everybody hates him, and nobody wants him to do good. Like, dude, finished what was this like second in the rookie of the year? He's got some talent. You just never know. Yeah been raking this year it's yeah and that's a long time ago and since the injuries i mean he just hasn't been the same player i agree i I don't think doesn't mean he couldn't ever get back to the being that player i think miguel andujar is playing right now for a contract from another team sure sure he's not going to be no i don't think he's going to be an answer for us no okay but but i think it's I i think it's fun to see and then Johan Ramirez, obviously claimed by the White Sox, so he's actually gone. Um, I don't know. Mixed feelings there, I guess. Eh, well, he kind of gave us mixed results, too. So Right. I think that's, I think that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I don't really know. It's the fine. The bullpen arm, it's replaceable. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And we'll see. I mean, Rob Zestrizny, he's been down this road before. I doubt he gets claimed. I, I don't know if he'll even be with the organization next year. So I think some of these moves are some of those things where they were saying, well, you know, that this is why the Andrew Hart thing doesn't make sense to me. We're starting to see that, like, okay, we're we're basically going to move on. I don't know why we're not moving on from Andrew Hart. <laughs> Just let him rake in AAA and, and get a contract that way. I, I don't know why we're wasting our time, but either way. So let's go over the Brewers series a little bit because it is a series win. Yeah. And I maybe we have more of these coming. Maybe not. We'll talk about maybe what it looks like uh, heading the rest of the way through this. Um, Luis Ortiz, another uh, another decent showing here. Yeah, I thought, and I looked at that record, and I thought that was wrong, four and four. But anyway, six innings, five hits, two runs. He does still have three walks. Four strikeouts, but another kind of in the right direction type start for him. Mm-hmm. Um, got four runs off Corbin Burns in six innings. Couple homers. Uh, looks good. Majinski, Holderman, Bednar shut it down after that. Uh, I mean, that's the recipe. Get your starter to go six and shut them down in just three innings to the bullpen, and that's it's exactly what they did. Hayes hits his twelfth home run. A triple, Sawinski, twenty third homer, cuts two for three, exits the game um, with the injury. Then we'll talk about that as soon as we get through this. Um, Reynolds and Endy had doubles. We move on to the to the game we lose, and it's Andre Jackson on the mound. Does not fare too well here. And this is one of those guys that we kind of talked about. Like, is he sneaking up on us? What is it? This is the type of thing we need to see. Mm-hmm. And I and I say this because you get a small sample of a guy doing well, a guy that another team gave up on. And you do start to think a little bit about, man, I, is this guy, this guy have a chance to, to stick around a little bit? And I don't really remember what we said. Um, 
but it was a you know there's some intrigue there yeah i think we i think last time we talked about we just we just need to see more there just needs to be more body of work to see does this i mean i know you're a pitcher so you're going to say no it doesn't it doesn't change anything for me five walks and four and a third gives up six runs just two strikeouts yeah i mean that's that's rough that's it's not a good day but was it not a good day or is it a something that he's going to do more often right that's i still think if the he's body an of option, work needs to be there yeah sure. i still think yeah. if he's an option it's out of the bullpen um and i think that starts like this are are going to help us clear our minds and set us straight here <laughs> <laughs> i think this is uh i think this is a good this is a good thing to happen so that we understand um what we should be thinking. Hunter Stratton makes his debut in this game, goes two innings, gives up a hit, a walk, strikes out two. Um, yeah, let's do it, man. If I can find it. Where's it at? Major League debut. Like that. Woodruff was really good in this game, though. Did not really give us much of a shot. Um, but neither did Andre Jackson, so... Hayes goes one for four. Palacios two for four. Connor Joe does all the offense in this one with a three-run homer. His F war yark is at 1.5. <laughs> What's it have to be? Is it 2.5 or just I think two? It was two point, I thought it was 2.5. 2.5. Woo! 22 games left. I think you're uh, not going to have to wear a shirt. No, I doubt it. Maybe we'll talk about Connor Joe on another episode. <laughs> Game three, Sunday, Selby uh, looked like he was doing a little bit of that in the first inning, meaning getting us behind and possibly losing the series. He's been decent as that opener. This one did not go as well. Three walks, a hit, three runs, gave up the homer. Did get two strikeouts in it, but still not. Uh, not effective. Bailey Falter comes in, goes three and two thirds, only gives up a hit, three strikeouts. I just don't like how often we have to hear bulk, excuse me, bulk guy. Um, if you want to, if you want to fire off on the opener as well. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with like, I just, I don't like it. And everybody knows I don't like it. Yeah. Just give uh, falter the ball. I will say this, and I and I said as much. Um, I just said Sunday first off. That's where I'm at in my head. Wednesday. <laughs> it was a day game. You know what I'm saying? Wednesday. Uh, I said as much Wednesday. The Brewers got three runs in the first inning. Then they faced Bailey Falter and Cody Bolton and couldn't tack on. Yeah. I mean, you had five innings to tack on against those two guys and couldn't. I don't care if they win the division. If you can't tack on against arms like that, you're not going to go far in the postseason, Milwaukee. You're just not. <laughs> this right. offense is lackluster. That I just I don't see them pushing too much. Hayes gets his 13th home run. Um, Majinski... Holderman, Bednar again. Holderman does give up a run. Um, 
but clean innings from Majinski and Bednar gets his 33rd save. Sawinski, one for three with an RBI double. Palacios, uh, beautiful piece of hitting there. Actually did not swing as hard as he could. He shortened up his swing. He poked the ball into the outfield. He got the lead. Uh, Bay hits a triple in this one. Two runs in each of the sixth and seventh to take the lead. The Brewers just coughed it up. Yeah. They coughed it up. They lost the game. Not that I'm disappointed. <laughs> it, it sounds a little bit like I'm disappointed. Right. I'm not disappointed. All I'm saying is, you know, you're, this is a team going for the postseason. This is the postseason time. And yeah, they just don't look like it. They don't look like it. I tell you what, though, Palacios seems to be kind of a, a, a clutch guy, right? Yeah, I'll give you that. Clutch guy, I think. Um, definitely a guy who's worthy of of an option as far as like being a bench guy, because mm-hmm. that's I mean, as a as a clutch guy, right? Those are the kind of guys you wouldn't mind coming off the bench, right? Yeah, I kind of I kind of like that aspect of him, and I. I kind of almost want to see more of him sticking around and and playing that bench role rather than getting a bunch of starts. Yeah, and well, but that's what the bench role is. I mean, especially sure. especially now with the the DH being across the board, your bench yeah. guy is is basically a spot start guy. Yeah. Uh, more than it is pinch hitter, you know what I mean? So, but there are pinch hit opportunities as well and I feel like you know, he'll get those, um, you know, a pinch hit opportunity in this game. Batting for Sawinski with the lefty coming in was Andujar and got a base hit. Uh, he was he was part of it. Yeah. Uh, I believe his base hit tied the game and Palacios has took the lead. Is that right? Does that sound right? Been working all the time, man. <laughs> You're all over the place. All over the place. Yeah, it was... Um, Bay's triple actually took the lead. Andujar's single gave them a two-run lead. It was Palacios um, that tied the game. Gotcha. And that was in the sixth. And then the seventh, it was Bay's triple. And, yeah, and then Andujar with the base hit. So, a little sorting out there. A little sorting out there. We're all right. All right, let's talk about Kutch. I mean, this is what this is the big thing. This is what we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a partially torn left Achilles. They said he'll be in a boot for six weeks. There's only four weeks left in the season. Therefore, his season's over. If this happens in May, his season's not over. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> um. So that 300th home run that we've been that we've been tracking and talking about it's going to have to wait. Unfortunately. So that you know there's other things we could talk about but um and and we'll get there. Um but I think one of the things that's interesting here is he could play. He could play through this. There's a high risk of it tearing completely if he does. Mm-hmm. And I would think if he's a guy who says, I'm done, that he probably plays through it. He tries to get that number 300 and then ride off into the sunset. Yeah. The fact that he says, no, let's get it right. He's got more in the tank. 
Yeah. Had a decent year this year. Power numbers were down a little bit, but I mean, we kind of knew they wouldn't be where they were coming back to PNC Park. But and and he battled. He battled a little bit of injury mm -hmm. uh, on top of that. But you're talking about 112 games. So I mean, the power numbers were better this year, and then went a long stretch to really change that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, he played 134 games last year and had 17 homers, 112 this year to have 12 homers. Um, so it, it's been a rough go really since Philly for him with the, with, since the injury, um, kind of came back in 2020 in a short season though. So, you know, he got to play that year. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really been. I mean, really, since since he left Pittsburgh, he's been a 250 hitter every year. Yeah. Uh, 255, 256, 253. The, the other rough year in, in Philly, 27 homers still, but 222, still 334 on base. Then last year, 316, 237. I did that backwards. But right back up to a 378 on base this year. Yeah. Huge bounce back season for him. He hasn't had a 378 on base since 2019 before the injury. And it was exactly 378. Man, this knee's killing me. As I'm talking about his knee injury. Um, yeah, anyway. So yeah, I mean, there's more. There's more in the tank for for Kutch. Maybe just one more. The question is, yeah. will he be back in Pittsburgh? I think so. I think it's. I don't want to use. I don't want to use the word inevitable, but I, I. I think he. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I think, and I think if if we if the Pirates don't offer him a contract, I don't know if he plays anymore. I think he'd take something. If the Pirates choose not to go that way, I think they will. And I definitely think he's interested. He said as much. He said anywhere else wouldn't feel right. Um, mm -hmm. He's been open about that. So, you know, as far as what he wants, I think it's, I think it's no question to anybody. Like it just, it really just depends on whether or not the Pirates think it's a good fit right now. I just can't imagine it not being a good fit, even if you don't play him every day. Even if he gets a hundred starts, DH, and it's playing most days. But I mean, I think if the elbow's okay and and the Achilles is okay, I mean, I'd want to see him in the outfield more often. Sure, I think that that the reason we didn't was because of some of the things that just kind of nagged him all year. So yeah. it's it's possible it's possible we see more of him even in the outfield in this scenario. Um, but either way, I, I do think that it's something that they'll work out. But as far as like the personnel that they have here and, and how they could utilize that DH if he wasn't here, <laughs> I mean... Don't say it. I'm just saying, like, I, there's, <laughs> there, would be, there would be some sensible thoughts... For yeah. the front office, not for fans. We want him back. That's easy. Mm -hmm. 
But it wouldn't be the dumbest thing we've ever heard if they thought he didn't, if they thought maybe he was blocking, you know, I yeah. like even, even just the Henry Davis, if they really think he's going to be a catcher, him and Andy could split time at catcher and DH. I mean, to me, I've, I've said that several times that that could be the path to keep both of them at catcher. However, I, I haven't seen anything to prove that they're even interested in Henry Davis catching at this point. <laughs> I just yeah. I don't know if they're even interested in it. Yeah, it'll be and if he can't figure out right out. field, maybe he is the DH. Yeah, it's just so tough to do that with somebody with an arm like that and somebody who's young enough to do something about it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so more specifically to this year, the roster fallout of this. He's been your DH just about every day. Uh, we've seen a couple days with him out of the lineup. You saw Sawinski at DH, and you saw Brian Reynolds at DH. I think you'll see more Brian Reynolds, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think you'll see that sprinkled in. I know that you'll see Key Brian now that Triolo's back here. Uh, why wouldn't you put Hayes at DH some days and make sure that he's healthy? Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a good possibility. And quite frankly, they could put a lot of guys there. Yeah, you're gonna see Anduhar there. You'll see, you'll see, Anduhar there. Sure. <laughs> Allow it to frustrate you. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I I think you could see pretty much anyone there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sawinski will be back in there. Uh, maybe Davis, if you know he gets back, you you'll see him a few times in there. Maybe Andy in some other starts. Maybe they maybe they go with delay a couple times, but but want Andy still to swing it. Yeah. He still has some things he's trying to figure out at the plate, so that wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> right. Any more ABs is good ABs. That's right. So, yeah, I, I think it'll be kind of rotating, which is what we thought it was going to be until the McCutcheon signing. Yeah. So, or I guess... We didn't really think that because of G Man Choi and and then Santana and then the whole and then it really just you had a bunch of DHs. But anyway, speaking of G Man Choi's injured again. Oh yeah. I believe he's done. So anything else on Andrew McCutcheon? I don't think so. I mean just I'm 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 hoping he's back next year as a fan. I'd like to see him announce a contract before the end of the season. Oh. They won't. They won't. They won't do that. Uh, no, and they probably shouldn't. They need to make sure that he's healthy first. I think sure. I'd like to know that. Yeah. But. All right, let's do a little minor league pitching update. Um, Paul Skeen's done for the year. No more pitching. They're going to start his offseason season stuff right now um all in all five games six and two-thirds innings five hits four runs two walks 10 strikeouts that's 13 and a half strikeouts per nine a uh, 5.0 strikeout to walk ratio and all four of those runs and four of the five hits came in one outing yeah i, I have a feeling they're just Shutting him down, getting him ready to start his 
pro ball full season, possibly major league season next year. That's yeah. Okay. That to me, that's still really high hopes. I just don't, I I don't, (laughs) the kid's a freak. Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not predicting he's going to break camp with the Pirates. I'm just saying, I wouldn't count it out. To me, if he does, I think, I think it's really lazy. Because what it means is that the Pirates didn't do enough in the offseason. They need to sign two starting pitchers. And if you have Keller and Oviedo in this rotation, I don't care where they're going. I'm not saying they're the top two. If you have Keller and Oviedo in this rotation, and I think it's fair to say you do, I think Oviedo has shown enough that he's earned a spot there. Yeah. And then you go sign two starting pitchers. You've got one spot left. And you're telling me that it's not like, who's going to compete for that? Luis Ortiz, Roanzi Contreras. You know what I mean? Yeah. For starters. And if both both of those can't get it, but right. that is exactly yeah. what they're doing. They're starting his off season. I mean, that's what they said. They're right. You know, so they want to get him started to have, you know, a reasonable. I would have been fine if he didn't pitch this year. To be honest with you, I would have been fine. I think six and two thirds innings just to give him a little bit, give you a little taste. I think it's good. I think it was. I think it was a good move by the Pirates. I'm glad it wasn't any more than this. I think you need to take care of him. Yeah, I, I saw somebody said they had a twenty inning limit on him this year yeah <laughs> and, he, and, and he got 6.2 innings in yeah yeah i some people will read into that i wonder if he's hurt like I, I don't know i think they're just ready to start his off season i think he's thrown enough yeah i think he's shown them anything that they want to see yeah so speaking of bubba chandler promoted to double a to make a start on friday night tonight we're recording this Thursday night, but right. actually for me, it's after midnight. So tonight, <laughs> uh, this year in high A, 24 games, 106 innings, a 475 ERA and a 1.5 whip, but it's not the whole story here. Um, he did have 10.2 strikeouts per nine and a 4.3 walk to strikeout, or I mean walk per nine. So the, the walks were a little up. 2.35 strikeout to walk ratio. But with a really rough May and June, second half, it was a 323 ERA, 58 strikeouts to 17 walks, a 1.19 whip. And his opponent batting average from first to second half went from 294 to 237. Strikeouts were good in the first half. Walks were way high. Opponent yeah. average was way high. Um, his monthly ERAs July 257 August 274 and September was only those were four starts each September was only one start but a, a 180 and he's getting rewarded by uh moving up to double a the the 475 ERA in high a is not the story right it's right. what he was able to do in the second half um this is promising seeing a guy like Bubba Chandler you've already seen Solomito uh, get his way there. Mm. And, you know, obviously, you know, Paul Skeens, we, we just talked about. Um, 
but this is good. This is what we need. Is this going to push, like I said, Ortiz and Contreras, maybe Quinn Priester? I wouldn't even mention him when I talked about that other spot in the rotation if they signed two starters. There's a lot of a lot of competition to be in that rotation for the next few years from guys like that and Falter and Beto and Burroughs and Cranick, Jackson Wolf, who's in double A right now that they got in the trade. Um, and even JT Brubaker when he comes back. Yeah. You talk about a lot of options, and then those are getting closer and closer to the major leagues. And I'm still saying go sign pitchers because you need that depth. We've seen it this year. What we're right. sending out there right now is bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have what, like two actual starting pitchers? Two. I mean, technically, Bailey Falter should be a starting pitcher. So they're, they're not letting him start games. Well, yeah, they're they're doing that's because he stunk. They're not letting him start because he wasn't getting. But but what I'm saying is he he's a starting pitcher. Listen, if you can't figure out the first thing, change your routine. You got to change your routine, your warm-up routine to get ready for the game. Obviously, you're not doing it. You're not getting your body completely prepared to, to start the game. Figure it out. That's what I'm up. I, I, I have a problem with the openers because the coaching staffs, the prep teams, they're getting lazy. They're not adjusting. You should be able to adjust if you're a starter, you're a starter, period. I, I don't understand. One of the most important outs of the game. I don't I don't care. Your starter should be ramped up, ready to go when the game starts, not an inning after the game starts. I don't think that that is, has anything to do with it. For Bailey Falter, I don't think it's a first inning is a problem. Then what are we doing? He's just the guy stretched out because he's a starter. He's stretched out to go four he's not or five a starter. innings. You're pulling him out of the bullpen. He's prepping as if he's a starter. He will start an inning, and he will and he will pitch multiple innings because he's a starting pitcher. And I understand happens, he's not going in the first inning. What happens if your opener inning. gets blown up? What happens when your opener they, gets blown they up? They bring in a reliever to get him out of it, and then Falter starts the next That's inning. not what they've done. They bring in the guy who's going to be the opener or the bulk guy. I mean, Falter started. I, I believe he started the innings each time he's done this. I'm not talking about specifically Falter. I'm well, that, right that's now, who I'm just, we were talking about, though. You said how many starters do we pitch. have? Just put him out. Just put him out there and let him start the game. I I don't know. I don't understand why. It's I'd any rather different. see him stink. I'd rather see him stink than use a an opener. That's still once again not what I'm saying. the The point is, is you said we only have two starters on the team. Bailey Falter is a starter. That's well, it. He's not starting games. It does, but that's you know that that's not you know that that's not what that means you know what I mean you know that he's a starter he started he's never pitched out of the bullpen okay even those last three outings have been out of the bullpen uh, to me that's not out of the bullpen well that's fine I mean he came out of the bullpen he didn't he didn't start the game he didn't start it no. He's now we have to use that word again. No, he's a bulk guy, and the all a bulk guy means is he's a starting pitcher who's not starting the game. It's not his fault. That's he's not, not starting. A, not he's a, a starting pitcher. You can't be a starting pitcher and not starting the game. I mean, you can be. 
You, you literally can't. The start is in the word. <laughs> You're being you ridiculous. literally can't. Hey, listen. You're a ball. It's guy. not Bailey's fault. It's not Bailey Falter's uh, fault that they're doing this. No, that's really it's hard not. to say because it's fault <laughs> and fault. The point is, is throughout his career and even this year, he has been a starter. And by the way, it's only his last two. It's three of his last four. But in those, in in one of those games, he went six innings. Sure, out of the bullpen. Okay, as a reliever. All right. Never mind. Let's move on. You obviously aren't getting it. Um, oh, I'm not. So the thing is, is like there's a lot of there's a lot of competition. Yeah. And I mean, Bailey Falter's not even that competition anyway. He's not going to be here. I'd be surprised anyway if he was. He's going to find something somewhere else, or he's going to be pitching in Indianapolis. I agree with that. But these other guys are. And when you start talking about Bubba Chandler and Solomito and Paul Skeens, now you're talking about another wave. Mm-hmm. Is that not going to push guys like Contreras and Ortiz and Priester to kind of get their way there? You know what I'm saying? Like now right. they've got something more to play for at this point. Not that you never try less. Right. But having right. competition and something that you have to stare down, if you're a competitor, you will continue to push because you have that in your face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not about trying less, it's about maybe getting comfortable. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to get comfortable. You don't want to get complacent. You want to always strive to to get the next level. Even if you're already at the bigs, like you are not now you got to stay there. If you want if you want to get to the next level, you need something that drives you. Yeah. And there are times where Maybe something is, you know what I mean? You're still working. You're still trying to get better. But there's not that thing that that is hanging over your head, pushing you to do mm-hmm. the next thing. And, right. I mean, it's here now. These guys mm-hmm. are not going to challenge the start of 2024, in my opinion. And I know you say what you want about Skeens. He's not, he's not going to be on this team until August or September of next year. Like I I just can't imagine them moving him that fast, especially because I still want two starters signed this off season. So, and I hope that we're not in a position where we're trading them at the deadline. Right. Now, if you run into injuries, then that might change the timeline a little bit, but I, 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 I just don't, you know, I don't see it. And Salamito's still young. I certainly don't see him until 25. I think they'll take their time with him. I think he's still 20, isn't he? Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> I forgot to put my focus mode on. And also, for those of you who have been listening along, I'm pretty sure that that text that just came in is about that little boy who can't, who won't go to sleep. <laughs> who's been asleep, but just woke up. Because I heard him. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I just, they start pushing, these guys are going to have to step up. Yeah. And you're not going to end up with, I mean, who's going to be in this rotation? You know what I'm saying? If, if you do mm-hmm. go sign starting pitching, um, I mean, you're looking at only one of those three that we named. 
either a Ortiz, Contreras, or Priester. Maybe they only pick up one. Maybe two of these guys get an opportunity. If you do that, I think you're messing with it, and Bailey Falter is going to be, and and Beto, they're going to be back on this team and pitching again. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this yep. is good things. That I mean, this is why we talk about these things. These are good things. Because we're going to, you know, Bubba Chandler's getting an opportunity. And by the way, they even said this is his final start of the season. Yeah. So this is it for him. So I think, I'll, I mean, I'm going to try to tune in and, and watch a little bit of that. At least at least the start, you know what I'm saying? Sure. See how far he goes and what he does. And just to kind of get a get a look at these guys, the further they go up, and, you know, double A is a, a pretty important one. Yeah. All right, a couple more things to cover here. Pirates are 65 and 75 right now. 22 more games left in the season. Can this team win eight more games? I mean, they're playing well right now. Yeah. But they're also heading to Atlanta. Yeah. They've got three against Atlanta. And every team that's not the Nationals left on our roster is playing for the postseason. They're all in it. And everybody but the Nationals and the Reds, if the season ended today, they would be in the postseason. Yeah. And the Reds are only a game out. I think it was a half game, but I think uh, um, Chicago was playing a game against Arizona, and Arizona beat them. Nope, they're still a half game. They're still a half game, even though Arizona just won their game. They're still only just a half game out. Oh, because they were a half game back from Miami. And Arizona now, okay, whatever it is. All right. <laughs> Arizona was a half game back from Miami as well. So however that works, they stayed the same, essentially. So a half game out, and we have and we have games against Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's, here's the thing. So far this year, sometimes we, we play better against the better teams. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you know what? I misspoke. We also have a series with the Yankees in there. Other than that, it's the Marlins, Phillies, Reds, Cubs, and Braves. And now the Marlins, now now that the that Arizona finished that, the Marlins are actually on the outside looking in as well. But they're still <laughs> in it, right? So now right. it's right. not quite everybody. But yeah, we do have the Yankees series in there too, which they're not in it, um, even though... <laughs> well, they're an even 500 right now. They're falling apart. Right. For Yankees, I guess you could say. San Francisco is only two and a half out of the wild card, and they're an even. They're the same record. So, um, if they just get eight more wins, there's seven more series left. A four game series against Washington. If they win one game in each series and two against Washington, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> then they're there. They've got eight wins. And getting eight wins avoids 90 losses. And also makes my prediction correct. (laughs) On the money? On the money. 73 wins. 73 and 89, I believe, is what I said. That's on the money. Hopefully they do better than that. I'd like to see three out of four from Washington. Then again, you might get swept by the Braves. (laughs) (laughs) Um. 
You Hopefully do play. Not. Hopefully they can win win on Saturday. Keller game. No, Keller pitches Friday. I unplugged my headphones. Nice, nice. Keller pitches Friday. Okay. So you hope they win on Friday? No, I'll, I'll be there Saturday. You'll be there. Well, you get to see Oviedo versus TBD. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I mean, you've got the Cubs. The Cubs have played the Pirates very well this year. Like I said, they're going to be fighting. You could spoil their season. They play the Reds right after that. Phillies are pretty much in. Marlins, spoil that. I actually said the Marlins will be out by the time we play them. I'm not so sure right now. <laughs> Even though they just lost Soler and Alcantara for the rest of the year. Yeah, so, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But either way, we're right there. We're close. Yeah. We're set up in a situation. I mean, you avoid 90 losses, and it's a 10-plus win improvement from the year before, and that is, that's a big improvement. Yeah, that's huge. And I know we can all sit here and say, yeah, but it was one month. So what? They did it. Right. They still played those games. They still earned those wins. Yep. And like we said before, they're beating bad teams. If they can continue to do that, they only have the Washington Nationals left. <laughs> That's it. I mean, the Yankees, yeah. you could say what you want about the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure that that's necessarily a bad team. Right. They're a 500 ball club, which is okay. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. I do have one thing to follow up on. The Athletic had an article again on the AAA strike zone. This is wild because we talked about this on Monday's show. If you did not get to hear that conversation about the robo-umps and stuff like that, go back and listen to the conversation on Monday's episode. Um, a lot of really cool things in there that we talked about. One of them was about what the strike zone is for these hitters. Um, and you'll understand the conversation that we had. If you didn't go listen to it, you'll understand when you, when you hear me go over this. But Hawkeye is now able to adjust to a player in the batter's box. We talked about him getting fitted and how tall you were, basically getting measured. So everybody who was six foot seven had the same strike zone, regardless of anything else. Well, now if you're crouched down a little bit, it might be a little different. Mm -hmm. If you crouch down from your knees, <laughs> if you're Ricky Henderson and you just put the shoulder down, it's not really going to change because the way they're doing it is above the hip line. So it's two baseballs above the hip line is the top of the strike zone, which is so low to me. Yeah. That's so low. So basically like a baseball above the belt is, is what they're saying. Um, yeah, but either low. way, if you crouch down from your knees, like if you have your knees bent, then your strike zone is going to move with you, which is the way it should be. That's the way yeah. the human would, would change the strike zone when you're in the box and ready to hit. Um, Dynamic. You change your you change your batting stance in the middle of the game. Guess what? You're all right. Yeah. And we made all these right. statements on Monday about that's on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but now, maybe not. So, um, kind of interesting that they that the tech is still like they're still updating it. And this is why we're saying it's not coming next year 
They're literally just made a change that they're going to test out for, what, three weeks, four weeks? Right. Two weeks. I don't know when this season's over, but either way. All right, going to the Braves. We're not going to face Strider. Keller versus Bryce Elder. Oviedo goes Saturday. We don't know any other pitchers. Um, the Braves are the Braves. They're the best team in the National League. Is that still true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By a long shot. Uh, they're the best team in baseball by a significant amount of games. So let's go sweep them. Why not? Why not? Who knows? Um, you got anything else? No, man. I'm, I'm just looking forward to a good weekend in Atlanta. I'm going to go cheer on the Buccos and hope for a good win. At least, at least a good game. Nothing else. Yeah. You see how many stolen bases Ronald Acuna can have while you're there. Hopefully, hopefully not any because Andy will throw them out. Doubt that, but maybe Key Ryan <laughs> will make a play and he won't yeah. even get on first. Right. There you go. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk yeah. to you again on Monday. Cue the tunes. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks.